0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio, and now time for the classic car show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber.
2: Good morning, and welcome to America's Web Radio and the classic car show, brought to you by JC. Taylor Insurance and Passport Transport, and we want to uh, thank them as always, and we've got a great show lineup. up. We have Jeremy Bird calling in from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and um, Jeremy's on the line, so we're just going to jump right in. Jim, Steve, glad to have you all here. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, Go ahead.
3: Jeremy, you with us? I am. Okay. We were talking briefly magnet school, and what I'd kind of like you to do is give our listeners... An idea of the Magnet School and then how your program evolved to uh,
4: set up for the uh, Great Race. Excellent. Um, our Magnet School here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, Central Magnet, is an academic-based Magnet School. Um, everything's based on academics there. They push academics. It's a lot of honor courses there. Um, we have also Magnet Schools that are arts-oriented. And those arts-oriented schools concentrate on music, art, and things of that nature. Uh, our student group is at an academic magnet school. Um, they have been a blessing to our club as far as you know, their enthusiasm and all the things that they actually do for our club to energize our older members. Now, so, now, by um, your
3: club, you you're talking about your, AACA, your local region, your right? local region, right? Correct,
4: our local region. Good. Um, and how it came about these kids is, I was at 27 years old, got involved with AACA. I bought a 47 Fraser Manhattan, and I was at a local car show, and everybody's like, "Oh, you need to you need to come join this group, you know, check it out." And uh, that's what I did. I kind of test drove it for you know a couple meetings, and I finally decided to join, and I figured out i blended real well with those those uh those members at that region and because um, i do have my car's original it's not really modified or anything so i didn't really blend with the hot rod guys so um that's kind of what drew me to them is they were more original um you know real cars so anyways as i proceeded with aaca i'd been there about a year and a half i had gotten on the board And um, I tell everybody it's like a running joke that I walked to the bathroom, walked out, and I was the president the next year. So um, we started there. We had a lot of uh, limited involvement as far as uh, members. Most of our members were older, and they couldn't put on our annual swap meet that we host every year at the Nashville Fairgrounds on Super Bowl Sunday. And that is our main fundraiser that we use to impact the community uh, through the funds that we raise through that. So my idea was to let's, you know, they put me in charge of volunteers one year. I said, okay, well, we need to reach out to some local nonprofits and the people that we help already, and see if they're willing to come in and help. So um, got re- word through the grapevine that Central Magnet students have to have a minimum of 20 hours of community service time. So I contacted the principal there and explained to him, you know, what we were doing and that we, you know, could use some help if there was any students that were willing to help. So we had an overwhelming response that first year. I think we had 20 students that wanted, and I even had more, but, you know, we had to kind of get them ready. We had to have meetings with them, volunteer meetings. And so we took on 20 that year, and it was amazing. And I had one young man, uh, Ethan, that came up to me. He's like, hey, I'd, I'd love to join you know, I've got a 65 Mustang sitting in the garage that it's just sitting there. And I know nothing about it. It was my grandfather's. I'm like, well, you know, I said, come on. Uh, and so that kind of started the process. He was our first student. And then uh, the following year, I met two more gentlemen, Jacob and Matthew. And they were like, hey, you know, what can we do? Can we, can we start a bigger student group? And I said, you know, that's that's kind of what my goal was and uh, was to try to have a larger student group. And I said, but y'all's issue is you have to find a teacher or adult at the school willing to sponsor your car club. So what we did was Matthew and Jacob went back to school. I flew out to Philadelphia for the AACA annual meeting um, two days later after the uh, swap meet and come back, and Jacob and them had found a student leader which ended up being their school resource officer at the school. So um, it ended up working out really well, and that's Scott Culp. And Scott and Jenny, his wife, are big, big, big proponents of this, and I kind of tossed around a couple ideas with them once they came in. We started off with about five students. We're up to, I believe, 12 at this point that have stuck with us for two years that have continued to renew. And what we did as a region, we voted to kind of let them test run it the first year. And we paid their dues. So we didn't ask them to be out any money. And then after that, they were responsible for renewing their dues. And what we did is we waived their, region, their local region dues um, so that all they had was the AACA dues. But we wanted them to pay their dues after the first year to show commitment and show that they are sure. truly interested in this.
3: Yeah, and a but, reasonable uh, yeah.
4: dues. It's thirty five dollars a year. Actually, it's twelve dollars through AACA for a student. Oh, is it? Student,
3: yeah, student fee. Oh. Oh, yeah. So if I went back to school, my fee dropped to twelve bucks. That'd be pretty good. Yeah,
4: it's twelve dollars. So yeah. you know, it's not a whole lot of money, that but book. at the same time, it requires them to go in and physically renew or get mom and dad to help them renew, which tells us they're truly interested in what we are doing. Yeah. So in good luck, good in your
3: mom and dad to do it, Jim.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> They didn't have computers. <laughs> well, so so you, you you have evolved this program, and what t- takes place in the school? Because as as you mentioned earlier, there is no <laughs> lot no of auto Liz. shop. So shop. where do you do stuff?
4: Yeah, how do you handle well, all this? We got. We were very fortunate. <laughs> to meet Dean Holland who was the automotive technology teacher at Holloway High School. And we used their shop for a lot of things. And um, I think we did ball joints there. Um, we did timing chain. We did uh, several things because they hadn't left. They were fully equipped. And um, so anyways, Dean ended up leaving the automotive program. And now we actually use his garage in Las Casas, Tennessee work on the car. But us as a region, we're very fortunate to also have our own building and two-car garage at our building. It, it, we, however, do not have a lift. At so the we magnet work school? There. No.
5: No. Yeah, at the uh, school or at somebody's house no. or a separate facility? or
4: No, actually, in Cannonsburg, where the Great Race is going to stop here for a lunch stop on June 26th, mm-hmm. Cannonsburg Village is a old... Kind of pioneer village that they had put together. The city of Murfreesboro's put together, and uh, we built a building in there. Oh, um, okay. Back in the seventies, the mayor then, you know, it was a handshake kind of thing. Let us use the ground, and we built a building. And um, we've got a building with a meeting room and two car. We call it a museum, but uh, we have a 1931 Model A, and we have the 1953 Pontiac Chief that we purchased for the student group. Good. All
2: right. Now, Murfreesboro is how close to Jack Daniels?
4: I'd, I'd say 45 been minutes, been <laughs> an hour. <laughs> it's closer to Nashville. Awesome.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, there have been a couple national meets in Murfreesboro. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Well, that, over that's, the years. That's great. Um, outside of the students paying dues, um, what other monetary contribution do they make? or, or are, are you funded <laughs> privately, or how, how do you actually maintain this this group of students?
4: Well, actually, um, so this year, we've got this swap meet we do at the National Fairgrounds. Right. So the Stones River Region AACA annual swap meet. And this coming year will be our 30th year. And um, we've been doing it for 30 years, and we raise pretty much all of our operating funds and whatnot in one fundraiser. We don't really do any more fundraisers uh, regarding that. Our, our actual group donated 15000 to their account this year. And what we have done, so the region actually owns the car, okay? We have the insurance. Those students are members of our group. The car is not a Rutherford County School project. It is a Stones River Region project. And what it has done... Is allowed us to kind of have the account, and you know, our board has say so in what's done with the money. Instead of having to go through uh, a government agency to try to, you know, say, hey, we need this for this car, you know, we got to get it approved. So right. all I have to do is meet with my board, and kind of, you know, tell them, hey, this is what we need to get done. It's pretty streamlined as far as that's concerned. That's a good idea. But all of our money is raised through that swap meet, and they have gotten. About seven thousand dollars in sponsors for the car. So wow. uh, we've got we've got some really good sponsors that have uh, generously donated to those students. Where we have gone around and you know we're going to put we've got their decal on the car, advertising their uh, business here in Murfreesboro, and we're also going to put it on our trailer that we're pulling down to Jacksonville.
2: Jeremy, uh, the, since we started the show uh, or Steve did, we've always been the whole crux of it has been going after young folks to get them involved. And so How has the acceptance been of your program by young people? Have, have you had some of them come up, well, I don't want to get my hands dirty, or I'd rather be playing with my thumb, sitting on the couch watching the tube"? Uh, overall, I, though, how has it been?
4: It's been amazing, to be honest with you. Um, we've got a young lady, Mary Grace, that is involved in our group. And I'll go ahead and tell you, she's the first one to dive into that engine, and she's always the one that's got the grease on her face. <laughs> so <laughs> none of those boys and that young lady, none of them are afraid to get dirty. I have not had that issue at all. Have Have you done and a great time race work before? On the car, they want to be there. Yeah.
5: Have you done a great race before? Have you heard this? Your first. Not. You have not. This is your first year, huh?
4: We did the Coker Tire Challenge in September. Sure, yeah. with
5: Jeff Jeff Stum and those guys. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, yeah. what
4: car
3: are you taking to it's run the 1953 Pontiac? Oh, okay. Is that a four-door sedan? It is. Okay, is it blue? <laughs> no, it's <was laughs> green. Oh, what do you got in your
2: crystal ball that you're yeah, playing? Well, yeah. my
3: aunt's 53 Pontiac <laughs> Chieftain was blue. Well, and and the hood, argument, and Chief that's Pontiac that. lit up. Yeah, All the hood, yeah, the, yeah, the hood yeah. guy. the, uh, uh, the red uh, hood guy. God, it didn't take any Jack Daniels either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, so you're going to start where? And let's talk about the, your, your route with the Great Race so that our listeners have, a, have an idea.
4: So the students will be starting. Uh, they will go down. The plan is for them to leave on the 20th of June and mm-hmm. go down to Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. And they will start off there. And for anybody listening, um, that is going to be, from what I've heard from Jeff Stum, I mean, there's going to be 100,000, 150,000 people down there to watch them take off. Um, it's in the middle of an event that they have that is basically a cruise-in. So there's going to be car enthusiasts all down through there. Yeah.
3: We have a friend in Jacksonville, uh, Bill Warner, that runs Amelia Concor, and, and in fact, he got an award this year at the a, a CA annual meeting, but... I'm sure Bill's okay. quite involved in this. How many students will you take with you to participate in this
4: uh,
3: great race? We're actually
4: taking five students, and we're taking a what we're calling a support group. So that will consist of Jenny Culp, who is my student leader's wife, and Dean Holland, that's our uh, mechanic.
2: Great. Uh, Jeremy, are you all going to trailer or drive down to... Uh...
4: We're going to trailer the car to Jacksonville, Florida, and then they're going to drive it all the way up to Traverse City, Michigan, and we will trailer it back home to Murfreesboro.
5: Beautiful. Um, and, and your region, your AACA region, is, is sponsoring, uh, is 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 paying for all of this, huh? Every bit of it. Even wonderful. The lunch that's stop that's, that's quite an accomplishment for your region to 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 do. That's uh, I've not heard of that before. I've not heard of regions. Uh, sponsoring a uh, X-Cup or great race car.
4: Well, uh, We're fully funding everything. Um, Our chamber did pay the fee to host the lunch stop here, Um, but we're responsible for feeding the 325, 350 people. Holy smoke. And putting all that together. That's a (laughs) lot of
2: bologna sandwiches. Now, a a year or two years ago, we had uh, another student on, and, and we were talking about... What are the requirements, and I believe there are requirements as far as your driver goes and who can drive and who can navigate and all this kind of stuff? Uh, what, what, do you, can you sort of run over those?
4: Yes. Yeah, so the, uh, the navigators, which would be the students, because the students cannot drive because they are not of the age of 25 yet. Um, as far as the students, they have to be under 22 years old. To navigate, uh, my student leader can actually, you know, drive because he is the leader, and they're not of the age to um, drive yet. Now, what the hope is is that these students are going to come back and they're going to be involved in the future. You know, I've got several students going to college around here, and their plan is to stay involved with AACA, and they want to actually have a alumni car. Wow! So, um, yeah, so we're we're kind of. Uh, tinkering with that idea at the moment, but um, the drivers, like I said, you know, they have to, I'm sorry, and they have to be 21, but less than 25 years of age, okay, um, I had to actually look that part of it up, but the 22 and under is what they got to be to navigate. Okay, all right, now what
3: what have you done to the car to prepare, Did, is this the car that got the timing chain?
4: car that got the timing chain, um, It had carburetor work. It just got back from a transmission shop because it was shifting a little hard. We had a spring in the valve body that was very loose, and there was a few seals inside of that that were basically bleeding into the other chambers and causing some pretty abrupt shifts going to second, third. And um, we had that fixed. car's running great. Um, We've had a few challenges. Coker Tire, we broke a pulley and originally they thought it was a water pump and i was headed to Corky coker's house um for the dinner stop and they called me and they're like we need a water pump i'm like we need a water pump they're like yeah we need a water pump we, we can hear the bearings and i'm like where am i going to find a 1953 pontiac chieftain water pump in basically an hour and a half <laughs> jeremy, my way to jeremy we
2: we got to find out after we get back from this break you're listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We'll be back with Jeremy right after this.
1: Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby, the first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Yes,
6: they do.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
2: And we're back on America's <laughs> Web Radio and the classic car show with Jim, Steve, and we've got Jeremy on from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, one of my favorite places that... Uh, you all have a lot of Tennessee uh, patrolmen in your area. Oh, David. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of them by their
3: first name uh. from many years ago. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so Jeremy, Amen. you were headed to dinner at uh, Corky Coker's and you needed a water pump.
4: Needed a water pump. Uh, they thought it was the bearings inside of the water pump. And so... Uh, I get up there, we had, our, we had located one in Knoxville, and so I had students' parents, they left from Chattanooga to go to Knoxville to buy this water pump at the O'Reilly's Warehouse downtown. And um, <laughs> so, needless to say, we pop the hood, car finally gets there, and it's actually the pulley. Well, this car has power steering on it, so it has a fan pulley, and then it has a power steering pulley, and they have a cone where they go into each other and they fit together and you've got four bolts that come from the outside to fit in. Well, those pulleys internally had a- it literally ground the face off of one of the pulleys and it ground itself into the water pump. So anyways, uh, we were worried that that was the end. Um, at that point, we went on to dinner and we got a call from the students' parents and they were like, this isn't the right water pump and they had driven you know, an hour and a half to go get this water pump and it was the wrong water pump. So, um, we started taking everything apart that evening at nine o'clock down from Coker Tire in a parking lot with no lights. And we got the pulleys off, and I kind of looked at the student group and I said, "Well, I'll be back." And they're, "Where are you going?" And I said, "I'm gonna go find somebody to weld this." And they're like, "At nine o'clock at night?" And I said, "Somebody around here's got a welder, and I'm gonna find them." So, um, you know, the biggest thing was is trying to keep it balanced well. I'm driving down the road, and this uh, man's pulling out of this parking lot. And on the front, it says "Pop's Truck." And I'm sitting there going, "Okay, that guy knows a welder." <laughs> so, sure enough, when I rolled down my window and asked him, um, he pointed me in the right direction of Lease Co. in Chattanooga, uh, which is a tractor-trailer truck repair shop, and they're open 24/7. And I called them up, and uh, they were more than helpful. They were great. Uh, we got it as level and as balanced as we could, and we were actually able to finish the Coker Tire Challenge. So uh, That's I good. think the students yeah. placed 26 out of 54 entries, and that was their first one. And we, wow. we uh, learned a lot because we sent them with bias ply tires, and we didn't realize that bias ply tires, as they heat up, they expand, which changes your time. So if you're running 30 pounds of pressure and those tires heat up, they're actually running thirty six, thirty eight. So um, they had to start running, I think, twenty five and twenty six. So mm-hmm. we learned a lot from that. We have bought the students a set of radial tires and what we were calling racing wheels, so that we will be putting on the car for the great race. But um, we learned a whole lot from Jeff and uh, Mr. John Qualson um, on on that event. But uh, um, Jer-
2: Jeremy, let me ask you. As they said, they thought a bearing was going out or whatever. Um, Murfreesboro is not exactly a metropolitan area. However, I guess it's what a hundred thousand, a couple hundred well, thousand people. Yeah, well, it's it's
3: almost uh, to Nashville. It's I mean that's yeah. how big that area. is. But you, your
2: kids, the the folks, the, the kids that you're working with. If they were from metropolitan Atlanta, other than knowing how to hotwire a car and steal it, but if they were from metropolitan Atlanta, most of the high schools around here, beyond knowing what the key does and starting the car, they would have no clue, or most of them I would say would have no clue. Did, did your kids come in knowing something, or is this just, have you taught them everything?
4: I had one that came in, kind of knowing some things, and actually Mary Grace, I would say out of all of them, knew more than any of the boys. Um, she, her actual first car was a '72 Chevrolet pickup. Wow! <laughs> so, so I would say my young lady knew a little more than my than my guys. But um, you know, since then, you know, we have taught them a lot. They've learned a lot from Dean. They've learned a lot from Scott. Scott's learned a lot. Um, you know, it's it's been a to be honest with you, there's not a magic formula for this. You know, me and my treasurer when we started this, we were kinda like, Okay, we're just let's let's start it. Let's let's fill it out. You know, we had to make some adjustments as far as criteria. Um, you know, biggest thing we had students that wanted to join and and we want them to join and it's fine. But they have to have transportation to and from a meeting. We don't want to have to be responsible for you know, driving them home or whatnot and putting anybody in that position of responsibility um, if we don't have to. So all of our students have driver's licenses, um, you know, or they can get their self to and from a meeting uh, or an event pretty easily together or whatnot. But um, they, like I said, Mary Grace probably knew more than uh, most of my guys.
2: So yeah. <laughs> from what you said, too, you obviously have good parental support if one of the parents drives an hour and a half to try to help you all out. So I, I guess the, the parents are supporting their kids and uh, uh, working on the car and
3: so forth? Yes, sir. Yeah, there's parental involvement. That's uh, that's amazing today.
4: I, I have another question. Have,
3: have you had any of your students graduate from high school yet?
4: Every one of them graduate this year.
3: Okay. And how many and of them? 30 are? 30 days. Are going to McPherson College or one of the other colleges with the automotive restoration programs?
4: None of them are. Most of them are staying locally uh, here in Tennessee. Okay. In fact, I believe all of them except one are staying right here in Tennessee.
3: Anybody headed to the Nashville Diesel Institute?
4: Um, I believe one of them is. Good. Good.
2: By the way, I want to take this opportunity to uh, thank Tabitha Hammer, who arranged our uh, conference this morning, our interview, and uh, Tabitha is on the board now of ACA? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, Tabitha's uh,
5: on the national board.
2: Tabitha, if you're tuning in, we want to thank you for, for putting all this together, and uh, in the future, the Classic Car Show and America's Web Radio, uh, we look forward to working with you on on other projects as well. So, just wanted to throw that word out, and I assume that, that you know Tabitha fairly well. Correct, Jeremy?
4: I do. I'll tell you a little bit about how me and Tabitha met. I was at that AACA annual meeting, and uh, they had a group. Earl Mowry did the uh, presentation. It was about youth involvement. And I remember kind of standing up and being like, you know, the biggest issue is is people, we're not putting our money where our mouth is. You know, our region is blessed to have a uh, fundraiser that raises a lot of money. And... We weren't putting our money where AACA was saying, you know, we needed to really concentrate on, and, you know, we were donating back to the community, but yet we weren't trying to get youth involved. So um, when we came back, when I came back from that, and then we had the students actually say, hey, this is, you know, we got a student leader, and I also learned about the great race at that annual meeting, which I'll go ahead and tell you, I had no clue about, um, I had the opportunity to meet the kids from Alfred State, and it was going to be their first year uh, participating in the great race. I kind of listened to what they had to say and saw how energized they were. The uh, student leaders, the instructors, everybody was real energized energized about it. And I was like, you know, that's what we need in our region. And um, kind of went back, and like I said, it all kind of fell in place. They called me. I didn't call them. They reached out to me said, hey, we've got a student leader. And I'm like, that's great. And then all of a sudden we had to start putting our heads together and trying to figure out, you know, what, what can we do to make this work? What can we do to engage them? And uh, we had had the student group going about five to six months, and then that's when we kind of brought up the great race thing, just kind of me and uh, the treasure, because we didn't want to kind of throw it out there and it not, you know, just be something we talk about and people get excited about it and nothing ever gets done. So it was one of those things where we just kind of figured out how it could work, you know what I mean, and then adjust it as we needed. So um, we all kind of talked about it. We had a big meeting. I think there was probably 80 people there, uh, students, students' parents, uh, um, people from the school, and we all kind of talked about it. And we were just kind of like, you know, what do you all think about getting a car, you know, a student car uh, that would be owned by Stones River Region, but it was the student car. And um, everybody was on board. So that began the process of trying to find this car.
3: Okay, let's let's we're going to take another break now, and then let's hear how you found the car. We'll okay. be right back.
5: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby, and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
1: 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation, Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to passporttransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport.
0: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
2: And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and I want to uh, thank everybody. If you Google uh, Classic Car, Classic Car Radio, Antique, we are numero uno, and uh, not only are we on Google's first page, we're also on the top uh, five list uh, or listings on that page. And uh, we think people like our guest Jeremy
3: that yeah, yeah, uh, well made it, the show. Uh, yeah, it kind of makes you want to Google.
5: <laughs> it does. It does. Really? Yeah. You don't get arrested for that?
2: I I hope not. I don't know if if Steve's a Googler or not.
5: (laughs) Well, usually in the dark. In the dark. Yeah. We don't want to go go there. I Google in the dark. We don't
3: want to go there. (laughs) Well, let's find out how Jeremy (laughs) found this 53 Pontiac. (laughs) Go ahead, Jeremy.
4: Well, I want to get back to also, um, you know, when we started that process of trying to find that car, you know, I had talked to Tabitha at that annual meeting. And Tabitha was instrumental in kind of trying to guide us. Um, I called her for advice and whatnot, and I finally told her, I said, we're going to find a car. And she's like, oh, that's great, you know. Um, so we, she's kind of been kept informed in the process as well. But that's how I met her was at that meeting, and she's been very inspirational in trying to help us with our youth program and fine-tune it um, kind of in the background. But, um, so, the, so that the process began. Um, after you know, I spoke with her and spoke with the students and um, we found this car on eBay and it was in Portland, Oregon. And we were like, oh gosh, how are we going to get this car from Portland, Oregon um, to Murfreesboro, Tennessee? And so Jay found the car, which was my treasurer at the time, and he's like, you know, I'm not real good at negotiating. Can you call this guy and negotiate with him and figure out how we can do this? So we had a lot of questions. You know, he sent us uh, wait a second.
2: Jeremy, can I interrupt? I want to back up a second. Yeah, sure. Uh,
4: sure. Okay,
2: so you find this car in Portland, but what was the prerequisite for what were you... Was this what you were looking? Was there a reason that I want a Pontiac, yeah. or what, what? what's the story behind that? Or were you just he, looking for something you could afford, or...?
4: No, no, and, and what was funny, we asked the students at this game, hey, what, what do you all see in a car? You know, what do you, what do you want? And the first thing that came out of one of them's mouth was, I don't want another Ford or Chevrolet, which is pretty much all that's around here. Um, it's Ford and Chevrolet. You don't see the Pontiac brand, you know, from the 50s, the 40s. You don't see a whole lot of those around here. So the first thing they wanted was something different, something, you know, that wasn't really around here, um, something we haven't seen around here before. And to be honest with you, this is the first one I've, I've seen in person, that's not been in an AACA national event.
3: Wow. Yeah, because you'd think Beeman was a big Pontiac dealer in Nashville for years. Yeah. And you'd think he'd sold a ton of them. Okay. All right. Well, you, so you got, how did you get it? If, you, if it was in Portland and how bad it did Portland, you? in Portland,
4: Oregon. Um, I negotiated with the guy for about a week, kind of back and forth. And um, he inherited the car and he just had no interest. Uh, he was more of a hot rod type guy. He had a hot rod. Um, I think he had a Ford with a—I forgot what he had put under the hood—is a big block. And uh, but it was—it was a—it's was a, was a hot rod. And um, he was like, "I just don't have the heart to do that to this car." He said, "It's just too original." He said, "I'm just not going to do that to this car." And um, he said, "That's why I'm selling it." So, uh, anyways, we we ended up negotiating a price and just had some faith in the guy. He seemed like a really good guy. He actually mailed us the title. We wired him the money. And then it began the process of trying to find somebody to actually go transport the car for us.
2: I figure being that's in it. Portland, you could just put it in neutral as heavy as that car is. You could just put it in <laughs> and neutral roll down and yeah, go yeah, down right. roll it.
5: Yeah, if you hold the map up, that's how it works. Uh, yeah. oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> You're going down.
4: Yeah, that's right. Okay. So we started that process and it just it was very um, it was very overwhelming. Uh, we talked to a tran- two different transporters got on their list or whatnot, and they both fell through. I mean it took weeks and weeks, and finally I talked to this young lady um, out of Kentucky, and she got us on their transport list. and within about 12 hours, uh, we had a cruise in at Cannonsburg. She called me on my cell phone. She said, "Hey, you're going to be able to show these students this, this car on Saturday." Um, it will be there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it was unbelievable because we were sitting there going, okay, we're going to have to change this meeting. You know, no one knew we, we had gotten a car. It was a big surprise. Um, only, Like I said, only me and my treasurer knew we had gotten it. We had voted. We had voted on a specific amount of money to spend. I think we voted to spend $10,000 on a car. And it was kind of one of those things. You know, we were within budget. We were under budget, so we had money to put back in this car. And we were like, oh, man, we need to – trying to get this car here and uh, so it actually made it on friday evening about 10 p.m
0: <laughs> that wow.
4: evening and uh, we went to a high school parking lot and the tractor trailer pulled in we got pictures of it of it coming in on the top part of the transporter it was it was uh, something to see for sure
3: yeah, that, that sounds like yeah, it yeah. all went together. Good. Yeah, it's an
5: interesting choice of cars. Uh, going back to your st- the Stones River region, um, I, I just have a, you know, like a one of the issues that this hobby has is, is a lot of these regions and stuff, they don't have a lot of involvement anymore. They just don't because uh, of the aging of the group and all this stuff. Has this really kick-started the Stones River region and got it more vital and more people involved in participation, not just in this, but other things, too?
4: It definitely re-energized our club. Um, I think when I took over three years ago, they, I think we had roughly, at that point, 18 to 20 members coming to a meeting. And we were a region of about 150, 160 members, and, um... Since then, I, I would say we're up to, we're, we're twice that. We're 40, 45. Um, there's occasions when we have our big, big meetings, like our donation meetings and whatnot. We're 65 or so, 70. Um, when the community, the community comes in, we're 85, 90. So, um, you know, it's still one of those things that we battle. Um, but sure. we are getting, I was the youngest, so I was 27 when I joined. The next youngest person was 54.
5: Yes, that's that that's that's a that a, that is that that that's an, a, a a nationwide or hobby wide problem in all the different clubs. So anyway, all of you guys that are listening uh, from other regions of AACA, um, you know, this is a kind of a something that you need to have. And I'm not just saying the great race, but a a focal point to energize your club again. You know, something. To, to to bring the interest back, other than going to the 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 local steakhouse for dinner once a month. <laughs> this, this is you need something like this, and I I th- I think you're be you're, you're to be commended. I think this is the first time a region has done something like this uh, in AACA, uh, and and I think it's a great idea and a good project for other regions to get involved in some sort of a big youth program it doesn't have to be the great
3: race no so, and th- but the other thing is you can do a presentation at the annual meeting next year I'm sure you will right yeah. and and give a report and and bring it up
4: yeah I would I would love to um, like I said I, my first time I kind of I'm one of those ones I'm vocal you know if I, I think there's something that can be done to try to help it you know I'm going to say something and I remember standing up and I'm like you know I remember as a boy you know, 15, 16 years old, um, I, I was. I enjoyed the lowriders. I had a truck with airbags on it. Um, I remember going to car shows, and people in their 50s and whatnot, they'd kind of, you know, make just comments. You know what I mean? And that is, I've kind of told my region, kind of my story, and that is probably the worst thing you can do as an AACA member is make a younger person because right now, what they can afford is what they can afford. They can't afford the 1932 Buick um, fully restored cars. You know, they're, right now it's the tuners, <clears throat> the little sports cars and whatnot, and that's fine. You know, find a way to find something positive to say about their car. Um, You're right. Because you know, back then, um, there, was, there was two or three occasions that I'm like, why do I even want to hang around these people? Jeremy. You know, and it wasn't AACA members. It was just... You Just know, like I said, you know, yeah, for me, I'm stuff. looking at this person in their 50s, and yeah. they're giving me a hard time about my vehicle. Well, now it's turned into, you know, I have an appreciation. I've always had an appreciation for cars. You know, I've got a 47 Fraser Manhattan. If you would have told me at 16 years old I was going to own that car, I'd have said, you're lying. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> and I love the car.
2: Uh, to promote this, are you all using social media a lot as far as contacting people to either uh, get them involved or get them to Informed. 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 yeah. yeah. Informed. So are, are, are you using a lot of social media?
4: We are. We also have a tab on our website, which is stonesrivercarclub.com, and you will see the student tab, and you can click in there, and you can kind of keep up, and you can kind of see the story um, about the car. And you can also, I believe we have some revealed pictures there as well. Um, we are utilizing Facebook. Um, we have a Twitter account uh, that they use but um, the social media for as far as facebook is central magnet car club Um, you can find us there like it and you can see the coker tire challenge and all the crazy stuff that happened at that as well
2: okay so we know that it needed a water pump what what other condition or what was the condition that the car when it, it came off the trailer what condition was it in
4: um you definitely when I was driving it to Jay's house to put it in his garage um, I remember telling him I was like oh we got some we got some steering things we need to tend to and braking um issues that I could tell just in the you know 4 miles that we drove it uh, that evening uh, that needed to be tended to uh, we completely redid the brake system we completely had to rebuild the front end pretty much suspension wise um you know, Dean and the students were instrumental in taking care of all this. That's They worked on this car at, like I said, Holloway High School and did all this there. Uh, it just needed a lot of mechanical items. As far as the body, no rust. The original paint still on the car. The original interior uh, was still in the car with no rips. Um, you know, it had the original carpet. Wow. So we, we were dealing with mainly mechanical. Issues, you know, just where it had lack of maintenance. Um, the suspension had never been touched, and it still had the original stuff on it from '53.
3: How and, how, uh, how many miles are on it?
4: Uh, it says I think sixty-five thousand, so huh. probably a 265,000. <laughs> who
3: knows? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, who knows? Wow, no, maybe But 65. it had been taken
4: care of as far yeah. as the, like I said, the interior uh, had. It looked like the upholstery actually told us she felt like they were like original type factory seat covers that they had put in um, from a dealer, a dealer seat cover because the original upholstery is, I mean, it's amazing. Um, it's pretty much perfect. Wow, The, uh, the back seat, the seat has no Roland wear.
3: <laughs> no. no, no, it was not not a fabric. Pontiac. It was a fabric. Yeah, yeah Pontiacs were, were driven by little old ladies until John Z. DeLorean came along. Yeah.
4: <laughs> The students will be glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you what,
2: before we go forward, we've got to take another break. Jeremy, if you don't mind sticking with us, we'll be back on the Classic Car Show right after this.
6: My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.elfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you.
1: Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport.
5: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. I've been our, my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
2: And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and we've got Jeremy Bird on from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Jeremy, before we go on, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank Tabitha for uh, getting us in touch. And give us one more time your website where people can see what's going on and, and the progress that you all are making with the car and getting ready to uh, participate in the great race.
4: StonesRiverCarClub.com
2: Okay. Okay. I'm so, where uh, do you feel like uh, at this point that you're 50% there, 60%, 100% with the car? Or, uh, how, what's your feeling on where you are?
4: Um, the car, the only thing we're waiting on, I contacted California Pontiac Restoration Parts and I asked him for a power steering pulley and he laughed at me. And when he laughed at me, I knew then that I was uh, in trouble. <laughs> so um, he just said that's a rear part, and it's not an interchangeable part with Chevrolet. And um, so we're actually in the process. Uh, it's been about two weeks. We've got a guy actually manufacturing that pulley out of billet aluminum um, so that we can have it and the car be operating like it should with the power steering uh, come race day. That's that's pretty much all we're waiting on as far as anything else. Um, the car's pretty much ready to go besides I'm cool. waiting on wheels to get here. Wheels?
3: You're changing mm-hmm. the wheels?
4: We're changing the wheels because we're gonna have radial tires on that set of wheels. Oh. And we plan on the students the student group actually participating in the Coker Tire Challenge every year. Okay. And that's gonna kinda of be one of our region things for our students. We want to be able to be able to do that. And be able to engage young people. If it's just one person that sticks with AACA um, forever, you know that's one person that could potentially be um, one of these people that completely changes the hobby. You know, if it's just that one one child that we impact younger, and they get to seventy and they're president of the AACA, uh, that's what matters to us you know, is impacting them and at least one of them sticking with it.
5: Have, have you thought about having a, 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 you know, the AACA does have youth region program. Just strict, Correct. Yeah, have you thought about doing that, having a separate organization, just just Stones River youth region or youth chapter? That That's a great program. If you've not looked into it, I, I would think you ought to just check that out.
4: And that's be the sponsoring region, and we had talked about that at the beginning. Um, but what we had done, like I said, was kind of start it, let's fill it out, let's see where it goes. You know, and the biggest thing is, is now that we've seen where it goes, we need to see it grow. Yes, and that's kind of the biggest thing right now. We want to see it grow, and if growing means breaking it off and making it more of a youth chapter, I'm totally for it.
5: Yeah, and the other thing that I was. Wondering now, you said all of, all but one of your, your your people are graduating this year and are going to go on to uh, uh, other things and will probably not be as available. How how do you plan to recruit replacements?
4: Um, Scott and Jenny are working on that. Um, they make announcements at the school um, as far as anybody wanting to join. They have a meeting in August when school starts back and that's when we start getting our newer members. We do have some requirements for new members. Um, they have to participate in at least one of our events um, that we do, whether it be, you know, for good causes, whether it be our annual swap meet, whether it be one of our Christmas events or whatnot, or one of our car shows that we help put on.
5: Yeah, yeah, and and once you do this great race and you take the Pontiac to – local activities and make a like a poster board or something i I think that's going to help you get a lot of interest too
2: yeah i I, jeremy i gotta ask have you in one of your meetings at some point or the other gone back in and and this is something that we we uh talk about frequently gone back in history and explained what the great race is all about and when it happened and why it's happening again? Why they continue to do it, and so forth?
4: Yes, I have, and actually, Jeff uh, was instrumental in being able to provide me a DVD, basically a tool to make sure that people were informed. Because to be honest with you, you know, the first time I had heard about it, the very first time was at an AACA national meeting. I had never heard of it up till then, so I am pretty new with this as well. So. Let's just say three years ago, uh, I learned about the great race. So I hadn't I hadn't even heard the words, you know, great race. I was thinking of the television show, you know, when somebody would say the great race. That's what would come to mind. Now, that's not what comes to mind. So, um, you know, a lot of people around here, when I start passing out these uh, posters that I have gotten from the great race, um, talking about it coming to Cannonsburg, you know. I was in a doctor's office the other day, and she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, after you left the other day, I uh, got online, I didn't realize how big this really is, you know. I didn't realize what, what this was about, you know. I was intrigued, you know. She she sought to go look further, which made me happy that she, you know, actually talked enough about it that she wanted to take the initiative and go check this out.
5: I wonder so, if, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. It, it is. It's, you know, I, just, I, w- I wonder if Jack Lemon and Professor
3: Fate is still driving the black car in the Great Race. i they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, when we had it here, we started in Marietta Square, and I'm going to say Steve and I were thinking it's probably been 15, 20 years ago. It drew an incredible crowd down to Marietta to watch the start of this. And I've seen it in Dallas where they... One night, stopped over, and they had local television coverage and stuff. Are you going to get any TV out of Nashville to cover this?
4: We are actually, uh, I believe, Channel Two is interviewing our student leaders and our student group on Monday. I good,
3: cool, good.
4: So we, we're getting we're ge- we're working with the chamber. They've got those contacts, and they're they're blasting it out. And um, but and yes, most definitely, we're going to get somebody local to come out and cover it. And I, I believe it's going to be the. Uh, Channel 2 network that's um, going to be interviewing the student group.
2: And now you can Monday. put on your website that you've been on the Classic Car Show. In right. Yeah, you can put a link yeah. to it. Oh, yeah,
4: most definitely.
3: Yeah, Sure. Okay. Well, good. That's, I think we've probably covered everything. I know Steve's got a couple things to talk about. Uh, tire pressure
5: yeah, TPMS mo- stuff, monitoring sensor.
3: And uh, I just want to announce that the Arizona Concours... Out of the Biltmore Hotel has closed due to lack of uh, support. So but they're not going to have that. that. That show ran for four years and was very successful.
2: Jeremy, thank you for joining yeah. us today.
3: Yeah. And uh, I
2: hope you'll keep us posted on how things are going. And uh, if possible, I will have
3: you back on before you uh, start the great yeah. race And good luck, Jeremy. Good luck. Excellent. Thank right. you, guys. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. You're welcome. You. Bye. Sorry, bye. So, so we got a little time yeah, to talk yeah, about so TP got a couple of minutes? Okay, yeah. I
5: had, uh, yeah. something interesting happened on my, this is new car stuff anyway, on my Sonata. The past couple, three weeks, I, the tire pressure monitor system had come on, the light. So it was the left rear tire. So I put air in it, and it happened again. And I said, well, who knows? I tightened the valve stem up, the core. And, and then it happened again. I said, "Well, I must have a nail in the tire." So I went over to the local Goodyear store and uh, talking to the talking to the guys. And the tire pressure monitor in that particular wheel had had has a leak in the stem, not in this in anything, it, but in the stem. So I called my buddy, one of the the tech guys at Hyundai, and asked him. And he says, "Yeah, that's not an uncommon problem." He said, people fill up their, uh, check their air pressure or fill it up. It doesn't have to be you. It can be somebody at a service facility. They use the old-style metal uh, air chuck, the, the one, the long one that's about, you know, 8 inches. The one inches, you and I yeah. have. the yeah, one that the all three of us have. Yeah, 8, <laughs> eight <laughs> inches long. And they said, if you don't get it on straight, these things are so fragile that they'll develop a crack. And he showed me the one on the car. He just grabbed it and tw- and, and tweaked it a little bit and sprayed uh, uh, soapy water on there, and yeah. you could see it bubble from the stem. So somewhere along the line, somebody, probably me, uh, uh, cracked that where the threads are. Huh. So... Uh, The guys at the the tech center said if you're going to, they have special air chucks for TPMS that are rubber and won't allow you to stress side to side the tire pressure monitor system as
2: you fill it up. And I'd never heard
5: of such a thing. Okay, i got to
2: ask. I know (laughs) you you talked about replacing it and the cost of replacing it and all this. I gotta ask, since it's a little bitty crack there. Yes. What about our infamous flex Fill that they advertise on TV? That you spray just a little bit on that crack and seal it. Absolutely, and you can then, once you
5: get it fixed, you can go take your pocket fisherman and take your field product. Yeah, and go.
3: Yeah, and when you camp out, you can no, use I'm your frying plan could, could that doesn't stick. Like
5: that? I doubt it very much. Because there's so much pressure yeah, on it. Yeah, there's pressure. Or? There's a there's a lot of pressure on this thing. So, uh, shock
2: the people with how much that little...
5: Because it, it, it has to be reprogrammed. It has to be set to your car. It was over 200 bucks for programming and a new sensor. Where's so, the chip in the sucker? Right here.
2: Oh, okay. Inside. All right, yeah, yeah, so, you right.
5: put air in. If you look at it, it's kind of weird. It's just a straight tube into the tire, and this little bladder that you can push on is what senses the pressure and the temperature. And it's a radio. It's a very low, low power radio, and it talks like to. Like America's web
2: radio, they're terrestrial, signal, right? <laughs> Our terrestrial? <laughs> I didn't know we were terrestrial. We were. I remember.
5: Can, you had can them all you, over. Yeah. yeah, can you get so, that
2: fixed? So, how how do they, do they have to. Do you have to have an instrument to program it? Yes, or? they have a special
5: TPMS program. Or a dealership has one built into their. Factory type uh, uh, reader. Now it's a laptop. It's not a code reader anymore, but it has to. It has to know which tire, which what, all of this stuff. It's kind of interesting stuff. But anyway, I never thought about or knew about the the uh, metal valve stem putting side pressure on as you you go. But they do have a rubber thing that they recommend that you use, and you can find them online. And I, he told me to look Milton. Makes a lot of tire
2: service tools, right. and
5: Myers Tire is another one that has a. Uh, that's what they do is tire service.
2: So the cheap person that I I am, can you just say okay I don't want it anymore and put in a a valve stem? No, you got to have it. No, but, well you can. You don't have
5: to, but the light will stay on oh. forever.
3: Yeah, it'll drive you crazy. The light will be sure. there forever. And you take your
2: hammer. And hit the light. No, you no, put, a, you piece put yeah, a piece of
3: black <laughs> tape over it. You piece of
5: black tape over it, you'll never Arflexil. see
2: it. Or <laughs> Seal. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think you ought to get one of those stickless frying pans, too. Oh, um, yeah, the, the red one? Yeah. yeah. With that old yeah. lady. And with that squeaky old lady on yeah. it. On. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, guys,
2: it's, uh, <laughs> it's about that time to put the plug in the jug and uh, move on down the street. I want to thank Jeremy Bird for joining yes, us. Yes, yeah. Today, I, I find that uh, quite interesting. I and, the region, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice thing.
2: Uh, you know, and, and we just have to urge everybody to to support the hobby. Get your yeah. kids interested. Well,
3: even if it's a hot rod club. Anything. Yeah, like, like what was it? You were a member of the Drifters in Jamestown? Dirk Cobblers. Dirk Cobblers. Back from the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> Okay,
2: with that being said, we got to put the plug in the jug and get out of here. We'll be back next week on the Classic. No, we won't, actually. (laughs) uh, We'll be in Florida. But anyway, you'll hear something about the Classic Car Show next week only on America's Web Radio.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.